Welcome, everybody, to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. This is the number one and only mandatory podcast in the world. You know, I I appreciate you guys bearing with me as I wet my lips at the beginning there. I just realized that my my mouth was a little dry as I was counting, but I already had count down, so I can't can't take that back. I can't restart, even though this is not a live podcast. It's it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair to my guests. It wouldn't be fair to me because it would be a further waste of my our time. And we just spent uh, twenty minutes looking at foreign flags, so more like ten minutes. But so I don't want to waste any more time. We are getting down and dirty, and you guys are going to hear all the the bumps and edges and blemishes along the way. You have to. It's a mandatory podcast. What can you do about it? You must listen to this podcast. And uh, if you do not uh, attend the uh, mandatory test that tests if you were paying attention to the podcast every Tuesday, which is the day after this podcast gets released, then you go to federal prison. And that's not on me. That's not my fault. I'm, I don't, I'm not a lawmaker. I don't sign bills. I don't draft bills. It wasn't even my idea. But my podcast is apparently so popular and so necessary to American culture that that now now this is the zeitgeist that we live in i'm not taking credit for that but i do appreciate it it's very nice today is the 27th of november it is the first november it is the first november day after thanksgiving and i i just want to say thanksgiving fucking good holiday man it's a good ass holiday Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot you know there's a lot to be thankful for you know, in a, in a year where there's a lot to be mad about, a lot to be disappointed in, there's still a lot to be thankful for. And I am joined here by Dan Zemke. By the way, the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local artists, local musicians, local painters, local sculptors, artists of all stock. And it's also a comedy show, so get a couple laughs along the way. Dan Zemke is a a local artist. He's a he created the art uh, the TARDIS uh, art free library installation in Woodbridge. Mm. Um, very cool project. Very neato burrito. What are you thankful for, Dan? I am thankful for thankful for my family. Honestly, family. yeah, because. Oh. Um, where we uh, where we put the TARDIS is actually an empty lot owned by uh, my brother, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot there. But uh, I just sometimes I had these crazy ideas. It's missing things. It's missing something. It was missing something. Mm-hmm. There was a whole lot of trash there before. Yeah. And... Now there's just one big piece of trash there. Oh. <laughs> just that kidding. Concludes the interview right there. <laughs> no. I am joking. It is a very cool piece. I'm thankful for pork dumplings. Pork dumplings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I'm very thankful for them. Taking the high ground Good. there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I know it's a controversial topic. People, you know, not a lot of podcasts will say it, but pork dumplings are good. They are pretty damn good. See? Yeah, I say. Uh, people are afraid to admit it. I like uh, curry ramen. Curry ramen. Mm-hmm. You know what I like to do? I like to take, uh, make you know, instant ramen at home. Oh yeah. Heat that up, uh, drain the water, mm. put a little, a little dab of butter and uh, a couple of eggs Ooh. in it. Stir that up. You can throw in good. some. You can throw in some uh, uh, peppers or, or peas if you want to. Really I'm, go fucking wild with it. I'll throw in some eel. Eel. Oh yeah. Interesting. Eel's fantastic. I I I think I. I might have had eel and sushi before, but I can only ever think of having eel sauce on sushi. I don't know if I've ever actually eaten eel proper. It melts in your mouth. Really? It's great. If it's cooked properly, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, even if it's not cooked properly, it's hard to fuck up eal. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe you'll need to take me out and get some eel sometime. I'll take you out on a date. Mmm. Mm. How do you eat eel steak, eel flambe? Ooh. Eel filet. 
Eh, whatever you want, oh. sugar. Okay, we're doing this. <laughs> Tempura eel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Dan, we are, and before I move on, we will uh, be featuring another guest later on the show whose name will, is, will be, and also currently is, and has been for her entire life, Jen Busker. She will be, she will be, is, and for a certain amount of time has been, a Royal Oak biker and a Disney aficionado. So stay tuned for that. But let's move on to you, Dan. Mm. You're Dan. I'm Dan. Dan. Are you Dan or Daniel? Dan. Okay. Are you Mike or Michael? Michael. Oh. See? Now that we're out, introductions out of the way. Nice. <laughs> I like, you know what? Growing up, I was like a Mike guy. I was like, I want to be Mike, you know? Were you ever a Mikey? That's the thing. I hated being called Mikey. I was like, there was like, because there was like three of us in my kindergarten. There was me. My, I went by Mike. The other one mm. went by Michael. And the other one, the one other than that one, by Mikey. I was like, man, he got the short end of the stick because oh. I thought Mikey was a fucking terrible name. But now, like ever since like um, maybe like three years ago, mm. like I made a, a character called Mikey uh, Giftswell and Mikey Paintswell. I <laughs> Mikey characters, and now a lot of people call me Mikey, and I'm like, you know what? I like it, and I don't go by Mike at all anymore. You know, in Spanish class, there were three Pepe's. <laughs> I was one of the Pepe's, and um, there was a Pepe, there was a Pep, and I chose to be called El Pepe. El Pepe. <laughs> you do look like an El Pepe. So, I can understand that, definitely. You've ever been to Danny? Oh, God. Oh, well, <laughs> that looks like a sore to, subject. Um, my parents can never let go. Oh, of, they uh, they call you Danny. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, my mom calls me Mikey, but she's the only one who historically I've let call me Mikey. I mean, you can't, you can't say no to your mom like, Mom, don't call me Mikey. It's Michael now. No. She also calls me Mickley Pickley. So. Whoa. Sometimes she throws a poo on the end there. Whoa. Mickley Pickley Poo. Mickley Pickley Poo. Which, to be fair, there usually is a poo at the end of me. So. Uh, well, I guess when you think about it, everyone cares a little bit of, like, poo about Everyone has shit them. in their ass. You know. At all times. Every time. I don't know. care how clean you think your asshole is, there's shit in there. I mean, it's just there's, a fact of life. There's residue. Unless you've never shit out your butthole before. Yeah. Like, you have shit in your butt. Sorry. The odds are good that you don't, don't poop in there. I don't care how much, how much, how much wiping, how much bidet you do. There's bidet. something. Yeah. Good day for a bidet. <laughs> I don't care how much bidet you're doing. There's there's shit deep up in there. You know. So you, you might think your shit don't stink, and it might not, but you still have it. So. Humble. We have some uh, high-class humor on this show. You know, you know what? That's what the show is all about. It's a family show. <laughs> so, Dan, tell me tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Pinckney, Michigan. Pinckney, Michigan. Wow. That's a, that's about an hour away, yeah? Uh, yeah. It's um, a cute little town. Yeah, there's uh, pretty much just one business. Yeah. Zuki Lake Tavern. Yeah. Zuki Lake. Um, yeah, like to the point where um, I just usually gauge like where people live from Zuki Lake Tavern. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're like, you know, 10 miles away from Zuki Lake Tavern. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know Wait, where what that is area the, is. What is the town that's really, like right next to Pinkney? It's like a, it's like a little downtown area. Hell? Is that where? Uh, okay, maybe that is what I'm thinking of. Fun facts. I was like driving home from Elma a couple years ago and like I drove through what I thought was Pinkney, but it was like a downtown area. But if you're saying it's just... One little town, one little <laughs> building that I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Fun fact, the only road that leads into hell is called Darwin. Well, <laughs> that's that's pretty astute. Yep. Mm-hmm. That goes to show any of you you uh, you folk out there that want to believe in quote-unquote evolution. Mm-hmm. So how what was it like growing up out in Pinckney? Um, well, let's see. Uh, my parents own 30 acres of woods in the area. Holy dong. And my dad's a, he pretty much, he's like a jack of all trades. Um, Mm -hmm. so he built a barn out there. He like taught himself how to build a barn. He like took a welding class and he took like some carpentry classes or whatever. And they like this huge giant legit barn he built with uh my brother um i was like one or two at the time and so. it's still standing yeah it's still standing wow because <laughs> if yeah. i tried to build a barn, <laughs> oh, not so well. 
And he uh, he built a sawmill right next to it, which functions, although probably not more than like an hour. It usually breaks down after that, <laughs> honestly. Um, so yeah, just uh, we did a lot of work with my dad. We did like a lot of like cutting of lumber and a lot of like stacking of wood. <laughs> a lot of manual labor. Yeah, there was a lot of manual labor in my childhood. Did you did you enjoy it? As much as I could. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, this is life. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is the time. I remember, like, when I had to, like, walk home from the bus stop, I usually, like, try to cut through the woods mm-hmm. in order to um, avoid my dad being at the sawmill, like, seeing me walk <laughs> down so I could, like, go home and watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And then, like, you know, when 6 o'clock came, he's like, I think Daniel came by now. Yeah. <laughs> and he would find me, like, oh, hey, dad. <laughs> Oh, it's dark out. I guess we can't go to the sawmill. <laughs> well, <now>. damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so when did you, when did you start be like being like a, or maybe you've always have been like a creative or an artistic? Tell me a little bit about like growing up and what kind of things you would do with art. Um, I think like it really started to be. In middle school, my mother gave me the ultimatum of doing cross country or theater. Oh. <laughs> so I did theater, and they not, were not much of a runner. No, <laughs> no, I was a fat. It's kid. funny that those are the two options. You were a fat kid. Uh, yeah, I think really? so. Yeah. Well, you're not fat anymore. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well. Thank you, sugar. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you did theater then. Yeah, my first uh, play was The Hobbit. What? Yeah. There was a stage version of The Hobbit? There was a stage version of The Hobbit, and I was casted as the Great Goblin. Really? Yep. Wow. Was that what? What? Uh, what you, um, was that high school or middle school? Or? Middle school. Okay. And I got three lines, and oh. I thought... Did you nail them? The, man, <laughs> I, like, stretched it out as much as I could, and, like, everyone knew it, too, but I did not give a fuck. I'm like, this is about me G- right now. Do a recreation of those, if you could. Uh, what was it? Who goes there? <laughs> and then, like, it's the hobbits, my lord. And then, like, uh, uh? <laughs> Uh? What's a hobbit? <laughs> it's a small creature. And then like, huh? I just prolonged so you like, basically Tim really exas- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just like, we'll get them. Yeah. And that was um, that was my dialogue right there. But you did you like triple the amount of length that you said those things? It was probably like Who it was <laughs> goes there. Oh, I didn't think about that one. Yeah. I was just caught up on the, stage time. on the groans right there. Mm. I did have this scythe that I thought was really cool and I twirled it around. Nice. Yeah. Was it a real scythe? Um I like to think it was. Yeah. Yeah. This is the theater of the mind. Yeah, right there. So so what else did you do with theater? Um I did the I did theater in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we did this really crazy um, show called Lasco Dawn of Art. Lasco Dawn of Art? It's, uh, you know, like the Lasco Caves in France where they first found like cave paintings and everything. No, I've never heard of that. Well, our director at the time was friends with this, and it's not like what you think it is, but... Bear with me, with this uh, local mime in the area, but we're not thinking like white face and everything, but more of like interpretive, like movement sort of person. Hmm. So like no invisible ropes or anything. But we did this like hour show about like cavemen discovering like music and like painting and love. Ooh, <laughs> was there live sets? <laughs> well. Actually, there could have been. Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. That's Actually, the the guy wanted to um, put one of our actors in this fur thong, which was, yeah, he really wasn't. This happy was high school. About this was high school. Yeah. Yeah, this was high school, and uh, looking back at it, like maybe maybe that wasn't the best choice. No, maybe not. Um, he opted for not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
um, the actor did, and um, yeah, we actually went to Air National Thespian Festival in Nebraska for that. Really? And so it was per- good. It was different. Yeah. <laughs> we performed in front of shit. It was like two thousand people. Damn. And a really bad thing was, like, um, we have, like, these giant sets. There's, like, this big tree in the background. And one of our um, cavemen, who is a little unorthodox, usually, she actually um, knocked over a tree with her butt. And it, like, literally timbered on stage. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and, like, the crowd just went silent. And then they're, like... They started, like, clapping for it like it was a part of the show. We're like, just go with it. Just go with it. Like, who gives a fuck right now? Just go with it. It was when the cavemen discovered the power of the booty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. So that's when he's first improvised. (laughs) Actually, yeah. There's a – yeah. I think you got a point there. Mm -hmm. So so when did you start to make art with your hands? Physical art. I was (laughs) – I had that, like, picture of Ghost where, like, they're making that pottery right there mm-hmm. when you said that. Yeah, I can't get that out of my head right now. <laughs> what uh, is the song that plays during that? I can't even remember anymore. I don't uh, know. Oh, what is that? What's that song? The Ghost song. They're like, it's not I Had the Time of My Life. <laughs> what is it? The song from Ghost. It's Patrick Swayze. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. That's going to kill me. We can't go any further uh. from this, like. Patrick Swayze ghost <laughs> song. Uh, Unchained Melody. Oh. Why don't I know what that song is off the top of my head? Fuck. Ah! Man, I said I wasn't going to waste time, but now I need to know. <laughs> now I need to know. I gotta know. I just have to know. Unchained Melody. Let's just do lyrics. Let's just do that. Yeah, time out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, my love, my darling, I'm hungered for your touch. A long, lonely mm. time, and time goes by oh so slowly. Mm. Fuck it. God damn it. Man. Whatever. What are we now- talking about? Oh, yeah, art. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think this was uh, my first uh, like big art project. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. really? Amazing. Yeah, that was... Um... That was an endeavor. <laughs> that's um, that's like incredible, actually, because it's like really fantastic. <laughs> well, initially, like since my dad's like this jack of all trades, like I pitched the idea to him, and he's retired right now. So you know, he's like, okay, let's you know, I'm not doing anything better right now. Yeah. So let's just do it. So the project is is uh, I assume you're a fan of Doctor Who. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So the bit. TARDIS is a uh, multi-dimensional or interdimensional machine that travels through time in the doc- in the show Doctor Who. Um, but in this dimension, in this real world, it's a free library. The uh, 1970s police telephone. Box. Yes. Yes. 1970s. Most people are probably familiar with what at least what the TARDIS looks like. Yeah. Um, if not, then I don't know where you're living. <laughs> <The> <laughs> pop culture phenomenon. <laughs> but so so tell me like a little bit about uh, just how this project got started. Like what inspired it? Let's see. Um, at the time, I actually got dumped by my uh, long time long term girlfriend mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know. I don't like uh, to like help me move on from stuff. I guess like I just like to do projects. Yeah. And I've always been like this big Doctor Who fan. Mm-hmm. I've always Who's your favorite about, Doctor. Uh, it's probably a tie between. I just gotta say Peter Capaldi because I like him a lot. I haven't gotten to his seasons yet. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everyone loves David Tennant, and he's great. He's the quintessential Doctor. Like, when you think Doctor Who, you think David Tennant, or, well, you can think Tim Baker, too, just because of oh, yeah. all the years before then. But I have a certain appreciation for Peter Capaldi just yeah. because of how different he was from the other three. Yeah. I haven't seen the previous Doctor Who episodes from, like, the 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. I've only seen, like, a couple here and there. Right. But... Some good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he just like, um, I really liked him. I really liked the relationship between him and Clara. Like, I think they had, uh, I think they had a good thing going there. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait. I've actually been watching through it again, like, uh, recently. So, oh, yeah. Wait. yeah, I'm in the David Tennant episodes. Now. I've watched all David Tennant episodes in the first two of Matt Smith. 
Um, oh. But so I'm, I'm excited to get the Peter Cavaldi ones. All of them are great. And I usually go through this like, hey, you're not that great. Then, you know, <laughs> yeah, you and then watch he, a couple, they, you're like, hey, you're, you're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you're it takes not, a minute. Yeah. I didn't but, like David Tennant at first because I was so attached know, to Chris right? Reggleston and then yeah. he fell in love with him. Yeah. And then like. You're like, wait, no, you you can't leave me now. No, mm-hmm. this this is terrible. You can't do that. No, please don't. Right? And then like the new guy comes, you're like, Fuck you know, yeah. you're not Chris Rock. <laughs> no, you, you're just not skinny, weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have hair. He was bald. Like I know. what the fuck? What the hell? Oh no. Yeah. So you you were recovering from a breakup. <laughs> you were... In the dark depths. Of now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, I like to keep myself busy. So, like, I uh, always wanted to build it. And my biggest resource is probably my dad with his barn. And sawmill. And, yeah, and sawmill. <laughs> <laughs> I abstained from sawing a wood. He wanted to do that? Yeah. I'm like, I really don't have the time to do that. Yeah. I don't have the time for you to repair your sawmill. I really don't have the time to sit <laughs> around, read a book, and just wait around. That was a lot of my childhood, just reading a book and like waiting for my dad to fix it. Uh, but yeah, like he said yes to the project. And um, we actually we used a website called TARDISBuilders.com. Oh. There's a whole community over this thing. Really? And like we basically just... Um, like took different like forums in there and like how people did like such and such and we're like eh, now we want to do our own thing with this and especially my dad my dad likes to get intricate and stuff mm-hmm. he's like you know what this looks good but like i got a better way <laughs> i'm like okay we can go with that so Unless it was like completely off the mark like he wanted to play like a local radio station in the uh in the tardis instead of like a tardis noise or something what <laughs> so, like it's like the sound of the tardis going off but it's just uh, uh we'll be back uh with <laughs> 107.9 after this <laughs> uh, yeah he wanted to do that very indiscreet yeah he's <laughs> like well people may be waiting around it and you know they need some entertainment so why not like like, we're not going to do that. It's a free library. The entertainment's <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> so, uh, so what what happened? Like, uh, did it just start, like, I want to build the TARDIS? Or did the idea of making it a free library come before? It came after. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to build it first. But um, my brother, who, you know, I initially wanted to put it on that empty lot. He's like, people are going to think this is a toilet. <laughs> because we're not all from the uk here yeah. so we all don't get this yeah so like i was just thinking of like different ways i'm like i guess what like, were you planning you were just playing on being just an empty box at first um yeah i'm like i just want to build this thing uh and then i started thinking of like putting in a false wall there but i'm like what the hell would i put on this false wall yeah. Should, do i just like put like david Tennant on the front like with his like <laughs> thumbs and fingers out right there uh, but then, like, yeah, I don't know, it just hit me to, uh, make it into a library, and it's, uh, because at my work, I actually run a reading program where, um, I work at a, uh, community health center in the area where mm-hmm. people go see the doctor and whatnot, and, um, I help run a program where every kid that comes in for a wellness check, they actually, uh, leave with a book. Oh, nice. So reading's like really good for cognitive development like social development skills and like it just brings like the family together and everything so it's really good and i'm like yeah let's combine these two things and it became a it became a free library basically yeah i, I love I, I love the way you uh, you put it in one of the articles of it being like you know the tardis is bigger on the inside and books <laughs> are bigger on the inside yeah and, yeah know, entries into whole new worlds that's like that really like Ooh, that's such a great like <laughs> great like way to put it. Gets you chills. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, I'm freezing. Oh. I'm cold. I'm very cold. <laughs> Stop this. I need to grab my coat. All right. Cool. I'm warming up. It's actually fun because uh, it folds in. And a lot of people don't realize that, so uh, they're like, oh, it's not bigger on the inside. I'm like, well, you got me there. And then like I'll unlock the door and like push it open. The, oh, my God. <laughs> It's smaller on the outside. Just like, <laughs> wow. That's so neat. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so tell me a little bit. Like, has anyone uh, 
from Doctor Who or BBC or anything like reached out or oh, like God, saying, I wish. Well, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I actually wrote letters to all of the doctors, oh, and really? I thought that was my ace in the hole. Even right the dead there. one. Okay, I didn't send it to any of the <laughs> older doctors. Um, oh, yeah, maybe. Nah. So I sent it to uh, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith, and the new one um, who I can't remember her name right now. Oh, Jody. Uh, fuck, what's her name? I know, right? Jody. Jody, Doctor Who. That's why I got a computer in front maybe of me. Maybe that's why she didn't respond to me. Uh, Jody Whitaker. Bam. Mm. I'm just like, hey, I built this thing. Hey, new lady doctor. <laughs> I think it's super cool that you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You want to send me, like, anything, how you feel about this? You know? Nothing. Nothing. Ugh. They didn't want to send anything back. Uh, I sent that back in uh, back in August. <laughs> didn't care about it. But you are all over the news with this. Although I did get uh, this, like, UK, like, media company had me make a video for them um, and, like, send them a bunch of photos and, like, make a press release for them and everything. They're like, you know what? We're going to make this launch over here in the UK. And I followed with them two weeks later. Like, how's it going? They're like, no one's picked it up. Oh. (laughs) Well, you had you had an article on USA Today, yeah, on uh, Mashable, right? Yeah, um, yeah. By the Verge, like you had a lot of you had a, you had a lot of recognition in America. So fuck the UK. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, yeah, like I was expecting to get maybe a Curb Detroit article. Yeah, but you know, it was a lot bigger than that. And it, it started that way because, like, we started getting closer to, like, when we should install it. And my brother's like, you know what? It's, like, a week away. Maybe you should tell somebody about <laughs> this. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. That's a good I point. Do that. That's a real good point. And then, and then immediately after that, yeah, like, it just started, like, kind of It started snowballing, off. yeah. Because yeah. uh, my Jonathan, my brother, knows someone at Curd. I gave them an article. And then I got contacted by the Free Press. They put in an article, and since the free press is tied with the USA Today, Mm -hmm. they put out an article. You're on Channel 7. Yeah, well, Channel 7 almost didn't show up. It was pretty funny, because I told, like, all the media companies on the day that it was being installed, like, hey, you should come out. And um, we were, like, just about to put down the TARDIS, and it was, like, in in the tractor that my dad owns. And Channel 7, like, comes by, and they roll down the window, and you're like... You're taking it away? I'm like, no, 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 come here, come here, come here. And, like, they uh, they set up shop, basically. So, and then, uh, what do you call it, um, Andrew Humphrey contacted me over LinkedIn. <laughs> See? This, I think uh, that's the only LinkedIn message I've ever yeah. gotten in my life. Except for the spam one you got from me. Oh, no, wait, no. I I'm, I actually just sent, sent you a request on LinkedIn. We weren't, I had a. Someone's hacked my LinkedIn account and sent spam messages to everyone. Who hacks a LinkedIn account? I don't know. Because all your LinkedIn contacts are, like, a lot of them are probably people you, like, loosely know, like, net, through connections and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, you want to do this free secret shopper thing? And they're like, oh, this guy won't turn me, do me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Did him so wrong. You won't read it, like, until, like, two months afterward. Like, yeah. Who, for... who checks your LinkedIn messages? <laughs> I just happened by it, honestly. Yeah. Really? I'm like, the weatherman is, like, messaging me right now. <laughs> the weatherman. So, so he, what he said, oh, let's do an interview. Yeah, basically, um, he gave me his cell phone number, like his personal email. He's like, "I want to do this." I'm like, "Oh, all right then." Nice. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, he was pretty cool. Um, he messed up my dad's profession. What do you, What do you mean? So he said that my dad was a carpenter by trade, uh-huh. and my dad is definitely a um, uh, a clinical pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> basically, the same thing. <laughs> He's a carpenter of the uh, chemical system in the body. Drugs. Yes. <laughs> carpenter of drugs. It's basically the same thing. Uh, yeah, my dad was a little bit sore about we're that. Getting, we're calling you out, Andrew Humphreys. You, you better fix your journalism. You no, know he listens to There's a reason to you're a weatherman. Oh, you well, everyone out? listens to it oh, because man. it's a mandatory podcast. <laughs> so. You know what happens. Yeah. Everyone knows. So uh, you also participated in the art prize uh, competition thing in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Uh, this last month, or no, not last month. Uh, it was like September and October. Yeah. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, so tell me a little bit about that. That must have been interesting, like transporting it all the way out there. And he's got to trans- transport the whole thing all the way out to Grand Rapids. Yeah. Uh, so the first time we transported um, from my parents' house to Detroit, we just put it into like the uh, the forks of the tractor, like mm-hmm. on its side, and then we like stood it up. And it actually, um, uh, it broke two of the corners. Oh no! It was oh god! Like that must have broken your heart a the little bit. Inner shells like topsided. They were like all wibbly wobbly on the Not inside, <laughs> and uh, everything just like it Shifted. went to shit inside. Oh, so we actually we spent a long time fixing it, and we're like we can't do this again. So we actually we had to hire four cranes. One for it to leave Detroit, one for it to arrive in Grand Rapids, and then two on the way back. Yeah. And it costs $250 per crane for half an hour. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. That's rough. Because they charge for, like, two hours, like, regardless of how long you take. Yeah. Because that's just the minimum amount of time that they, you know, that we're worth. Yeah. So Whew. it was, that was a hard one to swallow right there. <laughs> God, <laughs> um, worth it though because it didn't break, did it? No, it did not break. <laughs> uh, we almost bashed the building for the PNC building though because um, it's uh, the place that we were supposed to put it is an inlet in the building, so it's like underneath this alcove, and we were literally looking at the crane as it was like putting its arm underneath the building, and the guys like. Yeah, we're still good. We're, we we can go even further right now. I'm like, oh my god, we are going to destroy everything right now. <laughs> you did not though. No, we did not. Very good. Yeah, that was uh, that was we started out with a bang. How uh, how heavy is it? It's a ton without books. Ooh, and with books, um, weightless. Weightless. <laughs> <laughs> see what Priceless. you did there. Uh. I'm very clever. <laughs> so, uh, so how was that experience? Like having, like introducing it to a new, uh, like, kind of area, and like seeing how people were, like were checking it out. Like, what was it like out there? So, we actually had this TARDIS journal that. Um, oh, I heard about this. Yeah, it's uh, <sighs> it's a leather book that is outfitted to look like the River Song Journal from the show. Yeah. And we chained it to the inside of the uh, of the TARDIS, and I wanted people to uh, submit stories for there so we can like put it on our Facebook page. And within the first week, someone stole it. God, and... that breaks my heart. <laughs> that breaks my heart so much. We put in another cheaper book because the other one was not cheap. Like I'm like, we're going to our prize. We have to, you know, we have to be pro out here, and like. That's gone. So I put in a book that I found on Amazon mm-hmm. for like five bucks. And it's another Taurus journal. And that one, we actually screwed uh, like within like a certain amount of pages in there. So you couldn't turn like the last third of the book. Someone in did that screw and like took the book too. I'm like, why would you want this? Why? <laughs> what the hell? They ripped off the chain. <laughs> That's so disrespectful, man. My mother's like, it was safer in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you still have a book in there now? Um, No. Oh. Uh, but people can submit, uh, like, send us messages and stories on our Facebook page. And it's back It's back home in Woodbridge now, yeah? Yeah, it's back home. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, my dog likes to uh, protect it. Uh, she looks at it through my window. She's uh, like the sleepy sentinel, I like to think. Oh. <laughs> She's pretty cute. So that must be nice, like looking out your window every day and just seeing, like, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because um, people will show up every now and then, and, like, as they go, like, I'll come out my, uh, come out my front door. <laughs> You'll be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll walk to the TARDIS, and then, like, I'll just, like, go inside and, like, shut the door behind me. And they're just sitting in their car like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> what the fuck did- i'll like peep out and like wave at them hey and, and then like, it disappears the door again. <laughs> that's, that's just it's so cool it's such a cool thing um so where do you uh, like 
do you have any like projects like future projects in the in the works or that you're thinking of doing I'm thinking in the distant future I might make the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones. Nuh uh. Mm-hmm. Nuh uh. Mm-hmm. Get out of here too. <laughs> You're gonna be like a a, a nerd cultured legend. <laughs> I mean, I always wanted an Iron Throne. <laughs> but you're not putting this in public. This is gonna be in your bedroom. <laughs> oh gosh. No, I would put this in public definitely. Yeah. Right yeah. next to the TARDIS. Yeah, where would you nice. where would you think about putting the Iron Throne? Um, I own some lots in West Village, so I may put it out there. Ooh. Um, or if anyone else is like interested in like hosting it, like I'm definitely interested in talking with That's them. So cool! But oh, really excited. I would be really excited to see that. You'd that'd be another there. project. Like make I'd that a free library. <laughs> you actually could. <laughs> like like if back. you go like. Because uh, the sit-on-it guys, the guys that make the bus benches, like, they have, like, oh, yeah, cause these you can lift open it up. lids. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I could do that. You totally could do that. You know, uh, throwing a sword. Yeah. Right <laughs> and that'd be tricky doing the doing that because it could be, like, a health hazard. Yeah. <laughs> People, like, stabbing themselves. It could be a health You'd have yeah. to dull them down a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Or make the swords out of books. Oh. oh. And the answer was there. So someone seals a sword. Of books. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show, Dan. You have been a pleasure. Uh, where can people find more from you? Um, they can always like our uh, page on uh, Facebook, uh, Tardis Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, they can see like uh, the articles that were written about us, and um, you know our happenings in Grand Rapids. And yeah, and submit stories to us. We'd love to post them too. Have you ever been to danzemke.com? Um, yes, I have. What is up with the, this it's website? It's an RV adventure. Yes. Is this your website? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Just so I everyone knows. I just made a website called danielzemke.com. Uh, okay. Because if you go to danielzemke.com, <laughs> it's literally uh, a three, it's one little tiny page, and it just says in bold t- <laughs> header, Dan's parentheses upcoming RV adventure. And then there's a picture of a semi-truck. Not an RV. Not an RV. <laughs> uh, with covered in covered in snow, and then right underneath that is an under construction side. I'm I'm going to bookmark this page because I really want to know about Dan's RV adventure. Oh my gosh! So if you want to find out more about Dan's RV adventure, not this Dan, but another Dan Zemke, uh, go to danzemke.com. <laughs> or if you want to learn about this Daniel Dan Zemke. Go to danielzemke.com. Probably oh. probably a more interesting website. But thank you again, Dan. No worries. Absolute pleasure. You have a wonderful day. Oh, thank a you. Bless... I'm just glad not to go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, it's mandated to be on here. It's what? It's mandated to be on this show. Oh, correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everyone will be on Did the you show. Forget? No. Well, it's mandatory to listen to the show. Oh. But it is also mandatory for artists to be on the show oh, so, okay, okay. and you count as an artist so well thank you i'm for... glad to keep you out of prison for another couple of years at least until you make your next project that means a lot yeah so have fun out <laughs> with your freedom um you still have to listen to the show every week obviously but, Damn. So, well oh, excuse me <sighs> well you have a wonderful day we will be back with more fun we'll be back with jen busker after this Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world, in every house uh, in America and the greater North American uh, area. Canada, Ontario, Canada, uh, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. We are pending legislation in British Columbia and Tijuana, Mexico. A lot of big stuff coming for the Michael the Pre-Variety Hour. A lot of big stuff. 
Ah, we just got off. We just got done talking to Dan Zemke uh, of the TARDIS Project Detroit. Uh, go check out the TARDIS. Uh, I, I forget what the exact address is. It's in Woodbridge somewhere now. The TARDIS Detroit. Where is it? Hmm. Where can I find it? It's uh, at the corner of Vermont and Warren. It's not far. It's just like literally like right down the street from me. I don't know about you guys at home, but it's pretty close. Go check it the heck out. But now we are joined by another guest. A very interesting guest. <clears throat> you are Jen Busker. I am. You are not only a member of uh, the, the Royal Oak Biker uh, Company. Is that is that right? Uh, it's not exactly a company so much as just a bunch of people we like to ride and we ride in downtown Royal Oak. Mm-hmm. And you're also a Disney aficionado. Self-proclaimed, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, that, you wouldn't think that those two things would uh, would overlap. You know, I'm a big fan of abolishing stereotypes. Yeah, me too. You know, I people look at me and I don't necessarily look like the, the Disney princess kind, but Mm-mm. it's who I am. You're covered from neck to toe in tattoos. Uh, yeah. Actually, you can't see it because it's under my my current haircut, but actually above the neck as oh, well. Separate your your. Oh, I, I, oh I, yeah, I see. That's Sebastian from Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, fully wrapped around your skull. It was a very painful time, but yeah. Well, why, of my, uh, why Sebastian? You know who doesn't need that little bit of motivation in their lives? Yeah, I think we all right have now. crabs in our lives. <laughs> I think he was a lobster, wasn't he? No, he was definitely a crab. Oh, okay. Well, you're the, you're, you would know better than I, I would. I do know these things, So are, are, Michael. Are all of your... Ta- I see that your your fingers are also... Uh, you have Hades uh, from Hercules on one um, hand. The middle finger, of course. Yes. So are all of your tattoos... <laughs> no, that was pretty witty. <laughs> that is witty. That is witty because you flip them off and it's, it's James Woods. <laughs> it's the finger. best way to give anyone any kind of sass is Hercules... No. Hades is just—he's yeah. just—he's okay. just, okay. okay. the sassiest motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, are all your tattoos Disney related? Every single one except for one. Oh, what's the uh, one that's not? I've got uh, ants. No, that's—I—I I will leave this room, Michael Dupree. Okay. As we don't speak about ants. Okay, I didn't like it that much either. A lot of people say it's better than a bug's life. Can you believe it? <laughs> people, people are stupid. People are people stupid. are sheep. Mm-hmm. People are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But no. Uh, the only tattoo I have that is not Disney-themed, inspired, or related is actually, a, it's for my grandfather. It's my back piece right oh. here. Oh. Uh, and it's actually my Harley. Oh, like a full replica of your, your Harley. Yeah. It was my grandfather's before mine. It's a big mine. tattoo. Yeah. Uh, but I see Stitch from Lilo and Stitch is on the Harley. Well, He's naturally. sitting on the Harley, so. Yeah. yeah. It's very cute. I, Stitch is kind of my spirit animal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You like the chaos. Yeah, I, I think I myself, I feel a bit of an alien sometimes in different yeah. circles, you mm-hmm. know. I, I feel like I don't maybe always belong in one place or another. Anyone ever mistake you for a dog? For, uh, well, I've been called a dog, but I feel like that was not in a complimentary fashion. Yeah. So, you know, who let the dogs out? Woof. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know. So, so tell me a little bit about a uh, bike cult, biking culture, or not biking, but uh, <laughs> motors. The riding, uh, riding culture. The, the hog, hog culture in uh, in the Detroit area. Well, there's actually there's two nights in Royal Oak, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesday is for the real bikers, mm. like myself, like my crew, those of us who ride the Harleys, the, the real deep rumble, that good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, that stuff there. Uh, Thursdays is for the Crotch rocket idiots. Ugh. Is Zooming that, is that really like how it, how it squeezes yeah. out? Yeah. Interesting. What You don't like crotch rockets then? Nah. Why is that? <sighs> I just feel like you have a good thing with the with the old the, the motorcycles that got that power to them. You know, there's a culture. Some, yeah, some deepness there, some depth. Get, oh, get down cojones. in your guts. But yeah, the crotch rockets, they're just... They're just people driving like idiots, weaving out of traffic. They, they think make they're the best annoying idea. little ning noises. And, yeah, they're all neon lit. You know how, how do you how do you compare a ning? Which much which one's more pleasant? I mean, obviously. Which one would you have? Which one would you rather have right next door to you, waking like? Every day, every day in my life, I want to hear that noise. Did you ever get noise complaints? Uh, you got yeah. one of the really loud hogs, or do you got one of like the modest ones that sound? They got the good like a uh, boom, 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 boom. 
No, no, like... it's not. Mine's actually a newer model. It was my grandfather's, but he he bought it about a week before he passed. Oh, uh, so it's a 2016. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was irresponsible of him. It was, you know. How old was he? Uh, you know, he was about 75. Really? Yeah. So, how old would that make you? Uh, like I'm uh, 27? It's a bit rude to talk about your age, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm 30, actually. 30, huh? Well, you look, you look just, you look fine for your age. Um, you know, Michael, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Okay. I'm a, I'm a trust that you're a good dude, mm-hmm. and uh, you wouldn't say anything demeaning to me on your show, so uh, well, take that as a compliment. I will, I will, I will gladly agree with you. So, so uh, tell me a little bit more about like uh, what got you into to motorcycling. Uh, well, really, it really was my grandfather uh, started me on this journey. You know, this journey to finding myself and my Ohana biker. family. You know. Ohana means family. Yeah, Ohana means family. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this riding it means culture, nobody gets left behind. Yeah, we don't leave yeah. nobody. Well, sometimes if you're riding real slow, They'll leave you, you might get a little left behind, but usually they catch up. And if you are riding slow, then really, you're really part of the family. Well, we, we we accept all types. We're really more accepting than people give us credit for. Really? Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we would... look big and scary, and you know. I, I know Royal Oak like can a be a tough group. neighborhood, but... I would expect, like, a bike club to be a little, uh, a little, you know, a little, mm-mm. Well, uh-uh. A little, uh-oh. I'm not sure what uh-oh means. Oh, well, maybe a little racist, a little, uh, aggressive. Uh, but you're not that way. No, no. I mean, every demographic has its outliers. You know, I'm not going to speak for everyone who rides a Harley and say they're inherently good people, but, uh... I, I like to think that most of us are pretty good people, pretty decent. What do you think of people that ride beings? Honda Hogs? Uh, what I if mean, someone with a Honda Hog wanted to join your your crew? You know, you're posing me a tough question right now. Uh, but uh, in the sake of diversity and and in reaching a hand out to our brothers and sisters who maybe differ from us, I might uh, I may have to let them join. And who knows? You know, I've never had anyone extend the offer. Mm-hmm. But maybe if they did, I'd find they're not so different after all. Yeah. It's you know, possible. my dad used to be a Honda Hog guy, but he's a Harley man now. Oh, so, what does yeah. he, he ride? Street Glide. Oh. Mm-hmm. What do you ride? I, myself, have a, uh, it is a, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's 2016. It's a uh, Street 500. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah. Sure. I just have had so many over the years. It's, uh, uh, you, you, you were looking at me like you were, you were searching for me to finish your sentence. No, I just. I, I just told you before the show I was hoping you'd remember this important part of me, but that's true. Oh, so maybe you, we were, you were trying to have me finish your sentence. You know, with you. I thought we had that bond and that connection, but yeah. clearly I was wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, it's we only okay. we literally only met like 13 minutes ago. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes you meet someone and you just bond. I felt like I bonded with you. You know, you attach on to people really fast, don't you? Well, you know, when you've gone through life the way I have. You know, and you you meet a lot of rejection, you know, when you're covered head to toe in Disney tattoos and you can see I'm wearing a lot of leather and chains. When here. were you completely covered in tattoos? Uh, I mean, my first tattoo, actually, I was 16. It was illegal. It was done in my cousin's basement. Uh, it's, uh, but I never quite covered it up. It's, uh, down oh. here on my, uh, my calf here. Oh, oh it's Cusco from yeah. uh, Emperor's uh, New Groove. I'm impressed that you can recognize that. Yeah. But yes, that is in fact Cusco. It, it, it's upsetting, uh, to say the least. But I do, it does look like a llama, so I figure. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it is a little bit, uh, vague. It's yeah. a bit messy. Abstract. It's abstract. It's faded over time, but, uh. Well, it's a good spot for it. You know, it's, it's meaningful to me, personally. Do a lot of people get to see that spot? Uh, you know, right there on my calf. I mean, yeah. so, oh, don't make eyebrows at me now. <laughs> don't make eyebrows at me, Michael. Oh. I, don't, I got, I got an active life. I meet a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not, not seeing anybody currently, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm available. People, I'm out. <laughs> so, uh, since, uh, since uh, Disney acquired Marvel and Star Wars in the last like two years. Or so, a little more than that for Marvel, I think. But like, how's you? Uh, how do you feel? But are you not a big fan of Marvel and DC or Star Wars? Or are you more of like a classic, like cart, like animated Disney person? Uh, I 
feel like my expertise ranges still more in the classic animation, even the newer things coming out in the classic animation. Like Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph was incredible. That was a gem. Mm -hmm. That was a real good one. Yeah. But any is there any Disney movies you don't like? I mean, that's that's like asking a mother: Is there any of your children you don't want? That's a reasonable question. It's uh. My mom doesn't want me, so. I'm I'm so sorry to hear that. It's okay. I had a tenuous relationship with my mother as well. No. So I I relate. Uh, But, uh, you know, maybe... uh, You know, at Walt Disney, actually, one of the reasons that most of the the Disney princesses have no moms, like, a a large percentage of them don't have moms. Almost none of them do, except for, like, Rapunzel. Yeah, Rapunzel's got a mom. uh, And, like, uh, Merida now's got a mom. Like most of them ain't got moms, but like no there's a, a there's a theory that Walt Disney felt a lot of guilt over his mom because he bought her a house after Snow White, and then she died because of a carbon monoxide leak in that house. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's awful. It's awful. But <sighs> the people have theorized that that's why there's like no moms. Since Snow White didn't have a mom either, though. Nah. I think, honestly, if I had to pick a Disney movie I'm not crazy about, it's that one. Snow White? Snow White. What? Her voice, man. But the animation in that is like... And the animation is classic. And it, like, it was it's actually... It's not just classic. It's like unbelievable. <laughs> like the the, an, the the frames. The amount of frames they stuck into I, that. It was revolutionary. Point. Huh. The way she moves, it's like... Don't get me wrong. That it movie was... was like 1930s, wasn't it? Uh... 1940s? Something like that. But it was it, early. It was uh, actually adjusted for inflation. One of the top ten 1930s. highest growing, uh, grossing films of all time. Yeah. It's in the top ten. 1937. It's amazing. It's amazing. But uh, how can you not like Snow White? Because her voice is so noxious, mm. and it's a little bit uh, necrophilia, a little bit rapey. You know, well, in I mean, modern times, uh, it doesn't quite hold up as well. Well, then I guess you also don't like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. Uh, now hold on. Hold on now. They both, well, not Cinderella. Cinderella. I mean, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Sleep, uh, it's got a similar vibe, I'll grant you, but it also has a sweet-ass dragon. Who, yeah, it does. Which is actually, I have that dragon tattooed wrapping up the entirety of my right thigh. Oof. Uh, but also, Snow White has the seven dwarves. She does. Great I, characters. They are all adorable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I'm not saying that I've got anything against Snow White particularly, but it's if you, had you asked, pick. you asked, mm-hmm. you asked what my least favorite was, and mm-hmm. I had to, I had to put something. All right, let's ask you this: What's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, Cinderella. 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 Why is that? There's just something about her voice and the music and the mice. Oh. I love the mice. I've always loved the mice. Have you ever killed anybody? Yeah. Okay. Who? It's off. Who listens to this officially? Everyone has to listen to this officially. Yes. So if I well, I mean, technically, not details. everyone does. Like, if you're in prison, you don't have to because you're already in prison. Uh, well, I can't name names. Can't do anything too in depth here. But um, I had a neighbor. This neighbor had a had a particular dog. It was a uh, one of those little yippy things, you mm-hmm. know, one of the. Chihuahua type things that had no hair. Mm-hmm, His name mm-hmm. was Precious. Cute. Oh, not cute. Not cute. A little not demon cute. monster. Demon monster it was. It got out all the time. And this guy, he'd come out on him, Precious! Precious! He'd be yelling for it all the time. It's just miserable, man. I, mean, I like noise. Not, that, that kinda just not, yip, 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 yeah, it's more like it. a crotch rocket. Couldn't take it. And it just. Um, and all I'll say is, eventually, it was no longer a problem. So you killed the dog. I mean, I'm just saying that it, that it was no longer a problem. Did you kill the the person who owned the dog? It was no longer a problem. Okay. Do you have the taste for blood? No. Okay. I'm a, I'm a peaceful, peaceful woman. Clearly. I mean, overall, I I love me my Disney. I love my happy endings. I just want to have a happy ending. You know, I think everyone, well. I think most people deserve a happy ending. Hmm. What do you want your happy ending to be? Oh, man. <laughs> your dream happy ending. Oh, my dream happy ending. <laughs> people don't ask me too much about my dreams. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting on my, uh, on my charming. Prince Charming. Uh, maybe. One or the other. One or the other prince, princess, I don't know. 
Princess? Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's it's a free world. Mm-hmm. It's a big world, a lot of people. Yeah, why cut yourself off to half of them? Exactly. No, you know, know who I, you're I, fall in love with? Love is love. Mm-hmm. Love is bigger than... Love is patient. Love is kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes back to my Bible school Love goes school good days. with uh, pork rinds. You know, I have not heard that expression, but I don't know if I've ever heard a truer thing. Yep. It's a beautiful statement. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful statement. <sighs> I like pork rinds. So, um, if you if you had to, uh, if you okay, if you were faced with the choice of you never get to watch a Disney movie again, or you had to deny your biker family, <sighs> like uh, okay, you get to pick one or the other: Disney movies or your biker family. What would you choose? Oh, man. You know, at the end of the day, as much as I love Disney and I love what it gave to my life and it has inspired all of my beautiful body art Mm -hmm. that enhances my already beautiful body that God has given me. Beautiful is objective, but beauty's in the eye of the beholder. You know, I am going to move on from that again statement, Michael, but... You know, like I said earlier on this podcast, Ohana means family. Mm-hmm. And, and this family. biker culture is my family. Yep. You know, they've always, they've been there for me. They're there, you know, when my when my grandpa died, uh, you know, back just earlier this year, he uh, he actually had a Harley funeral. Mm. Had a, he, yeah. He was pulled by a Harley in the casket behind him. <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm serious. That's a great. It's a great image. It was the best, most badass funeral I've ever been to. A bunch of my biker buddies rode around it and behind it. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. If you had to be, if you were going to be trapped on a desert island uh, for 25 years, what three things would you bring? Other than food and water and those like needs, like what three? Oh, okay, so. And you can't escape the island. Oh, so not a boat? Nope. Can't bring a boat. You got to be on the island for 25 years. You have your essential survival needs. All right. So three additional things. All right. And I would, I would bring, I'd bring, I'd bring Suzanne, my bike. Oh, you have a name for your bike. Oh, yeah. Mm. When something is connected as deeply spiritual as your bike is, yeah, you name, you Mm -hmm. find a name. Really, she names herself. Really. Okay. You speak to the bike? It's a, it's a spiritual connection. Oh. Do, do uh so bikes are spiritual? To me, yeah. Do they pray? No. Okay. They're not humans, Michael. It's just because something spiritual doesn't mean it's animate necessarily. Okay. You know, things have a things have a sort of uh, an essence to them, you know, something that something that uh, comes alive but not in a literal sense, but it can it can almost interact with the world around it and and with the spirit inside of you. It's when something, when something's spirit and essence connects with your spirit and essence, that's when a real connection is made. Interesting. Interesting. So you'd bring Suzanne. Oh, I'd bring Suzanne. Uh, I'd bring, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd bring my favorite giant book of classic Disney's tales mm. with, the, with the pictures in it. Oh, the pop-up it's, ones? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I've got a real nice, like, collector's edition all the, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I like to read it to my niece. She likes the pictures. That's nice. Yeah, she's she's a sweet kid. Mm-hmm. Loretta. You seem sad at the idea of not being able to read it to her anymore on this island. Uh, I, I'd say I'd want to bring her, but that seems a little cruel. Yeah. I feel like that's borderline kidnapping. Maybe pretty much complete kidnapping. Yeah. 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 So. And I guess the third thing I'd bring... Uh, probably bring pork rinds. Oh, yeah, great. Now that I'm thinking about pork rinds, I can't really get them out of my yeah, head. Yeah, might as well just bring them. Just bring all the pork probably rinds. Probably get tired of them after a couple weeks. No. No? No. Big fan of pork rinds. Well, there was a time, there was one time where I ate nothing but pork rinds for like three weeks straight. Wow. Wrecked me. Yeah. It, it, I was not well for a long time after that. <laughs> Physically or mentally? Both. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It was worth it. And it was worth Why? it. Why was it worth it? What good came out of it? Three you know, weeks of pork rinds? I feel like pork rinds also have a certain spiritual essence to them. <laughs> Do they pray? No. Once again, Michael, <laughs> just because something has a spiritual essence doesn't make it necessarily animate. Yeah. Especially because I'm consuming these things and eating them. I hope they don't pray then. I, that would make this really, really messed up. You know, oh. there's only one road to hell. R- really? 
Darwin. And then I also imagine that the bike path is called pork rinds. Overconsumption. That that seems right to me somehow. Mm-hmm. And what's the third thing? Oh, you already said Pork rinds. So would you be planning on riding this bike around the island? Or just having it? I mean, I'd, I'd ride it for... Uh, Until it ran out of, of gas. Sand. And the gas would be an issue. Uh, You'd put you, palm uh, oil in the, the gas tank. Maybe. Uh, I, I feel like that's a really good way to ruin it. You'd have to convert the engine. Yeah. yeah It'd yeah, be a fun it would, project. It would be something to do. I wouldn't have any tools sure, You could fasten some tools. I could. Very, uh, what is that, the Swiss Family Robinson kind of thing, you know. Was that a th- I'm not familiar? Swiss Family Robinson? They got trapped on an island? Yeah. No. It's uh it's it's uh, it's an old book. Uh actually Disney never did nothing with it. They should. Yeah. But it's uh, it's this family and they get trapped on this island and they just make all the coolest shit out of just they like tame the animals. All these kids are like pet monkeys and shit. That does sound awesome. It's the it is a cool ass book. So if you could convert any book or other piece of art into a disney movie uh, other than swiss family robinson what would it be yeah because that's that'd be cool uh you know i i think uh i think i would like to see a tale of two cities disneyfied interesting you know because i think it's like a great core story and disney has this really cool thing of of taking the story and cleaning it up so it's happy Mm -hmm. and i just feel like there's a lot of a lot of lighthearted material like in Tale Pocahontas. Of... Yeah, you know, there's a lot of blood in the original thing and people dying and not happy endings. But then Disney takes it and turns into something completely separate from the source material, and I think that's just beautiful. That is beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Hmm. So where can people find more about you? Uh, I actually I have a blog. A blog. I what, do. What's I a blog have called? a. Uh, it's called a Disney Box for Life. Disney me. bikes full of life or for life? No, f- Disney bikes. Disney bikes for the life. The number four. Oh. Life. Dot me. So it's like a dot me. Yeah, the dot com and dot net were both already taken. Really? Yeah. Disney bikes for life was already taken. Yeah. Dot com and dot net was already taken. Yeah. Interesting. Wouldn't have expected that. I wouldn't, you know, it, it's a larger subculture than you'd imagine. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I would have never pictured that. Open your horizons, Mom. Who's your favorite Disney character? Uh, well, I guess that's, Cinderella's my favorite movie. Yeah, but Cinderella but the herself. character, yeah. though. Might have to be Belle. Belle she from reads. Beauty and the Beast. She does read. A bit Stockholm Syndrome, but she reads, and mm-hmm. she's she sings real pretty, and, you know, doesn't get too hung up on appearances like a lot of people do, you know? Yeah. I think that's a problem with our society. People get too hung up on what you look like and not what yeah. you look like on the inside, you know? I think that's an issue. Bless your heart. Thank you for so much for being on the show, Jan. Hey, thanks for having me. It has been a pleasure. Yeah, I got I got a buddy with an extra bike. You should uh, come out on Wednesday. I'm good. Do some riding. I have a crotch rocket. Oh. <laughs> we will be back next week with more fun. This has been the Mike of the Pre Variety Hour. Have a wonderful day. Bye.
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Wow, that was great.